Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Father, we thank you because this is the day that you have made. Father, we give you praise. We have come to return all the glory and honor unto you, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your kindness, for your love towards us, towards this church. Father, we say thank you. Father, we bless you because you are good and your mercies endure it forever. We pray, O oh Lord God, that today we will feel and encounter your presence. That your word, O oh Lord God, will be made real in the heart of the people. That as many who listen to this word, the word will transform them. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you into our midst. Do what only you can do. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. May the name of our Lord Jesus be glorified. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bless the people that have come to hear. Let this word be made manifest in their heart. Let it become real in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. You can have your seat. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a wonderful day. So today, we're going to be looking at the topic, looking up to God. Looking up to God. In the early hour of, I think, yesterday, after we finish our seven days program, the Lord started speaking to me. And he was speaking to me expressly. And he says, what he says to one, he says to all. So, I want us to pay attention and allow the Holy Spirit put these words in your heart. That you will not live here without something changing without a perspective changing in your life God wants us to look up to him alone he's our provider he's everything everything that will ever want to be he told Jeremiah I have formed you and I have known you I have loved you before you were born. Right from when you were in your mother's womb. So, if God truly has formed us, He alone has the master plan of what we should be like. No man on earth can make any man. Only God can make a man because he alone created that man so today the Lord is drawing back our focus on him and our scripture for today is Psalm 34 verse 5 I'm using the NRT version and it says those who look unto him for help will be radiant with joy 
No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Those who look to him for help. Those who turn to God. Who consider other options as no option. And focus on God. He says there, they will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Their countenance will be lightened up. They will be brightened. Each time we look upon Jesus, the glory of God flows down to us. Each time. The reason why we lack the glory, the reason why most times it looks like there is no glory in certain areas of our life, is because we have choose to close that channel of our life, not to look unto Jesus. Every area of our life should look unto Him. Our finances, our marital life, our careers, our education, everything should focus on Jesus. That way, the glory of the Father will be transferred into that area of your life. So if there's any area where you can't feel God in your life, examine yourself if you have dedicated that area to God. If truly, from that channel, you're looking to God. Because there's no way you will look unto God and the glory will not be transferred into you. He's the father of glory. So you look unto him, you get glory. You take your face away, you're on your own. So today God is calling us to look unto him. Now when God is saying look unto me, he's not just saying put your face alone and look up. There are areas in our lives. Your face, your eyes is not just these two eyes. We have different channels in our life. But every channel should look unto God. So today we have a calling. And that calling is we should look unto our Creator. We should look unto our Creator. For God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we will ever ask of him. Far more. He will do far more. He will do greater. If only we look unto him. You can't have options and say you're looking unto God. For many men are staking our eyes. Many is even America. The system in America has made so many people taking their face from God. But I tell you one thing, one truth. This truth. Not even the system of America can make a man. Because what you call success can be a big time failure with God. You can't look at God and miss it. 
You can't look at God and miss your destiny. It's about purpose and it's about destiny. It's about impacts. It's about relevance. Only through God looking straight to him that you can become relevant in the area he has called you. It's time we stop chasing what God has not designed us to chase. If we go back and look at him, he will take us back to where we ought to be. So God is saying to us today, turn back to me. Turn back to me. It's not too late. Turn back to me and look, look, look me. What part of your life is troubled? Financial trouble? Burdens of the heart? Fears? Whatever it is. If only you can turn that area today and focus it on God. That is the only condition to see the move of God. When we turn that area to Him, that is when we will see God move. It is my prayer that God will move on your behalf today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This glory is the light of God. And only through looking upon Him can our light shine. If the glory is the light of God, then only when you look unto him can your own light shine. Because he is the source. He is what? He's the source. Psalm 36 verse 9. Psalm 36 verse 9 says, For with you is the fountain of life. The fountain of life giving water. In your light we see light. In your light we see light. So the reason why many are blind is because they've taken their face away from God. You see, blindness is not just when you can't see physically. There are many who are blind. Satan has blinded their face. So you, you are confused. Now, I want you to look at your life. If any area in your life you are confused, this is the best thing to do. Turn that area and look unto God and see in less than 24 hours if that confusion will not go. No one dare look at him and don't get light. No, he is a source of light. For God is light himself. So you can't look at him and not get light. And you can't have light and be confused in that area. For this light is his revelation. There's no prank in, in, in the gospel. It is real. We, 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 we most times look at things and we think we're looking unto God. We are troubled most times. So the fears that come from our trouble pushed our focus away from him. Because, you know, when you look at him, you will have rest. That's, that's one way you will know 
you're looking unto God. Even if there is crisis, even if there is challenges in your life, because I don't believe Christians, Christians have problems. No, we don't have problems. Challenges can come. But even if there is challenges and you're looking unto him, you will discover that you have peace, you have rest. I, I, shared, I shared a testimony many years ago. I, I closed from work and I was going back home. My, there was so much traffic and my car started jetting. There was no way I could make it home. I've run completely out of gas. I've exhausted the, 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 the reserve. And I remembered there was a friend of mine, a pilot, who gave a testimony. And I remembered it and I prayed. And I said, Lord, this car will take me home. And the next thing I did, I took my eyes off the gauge. Because I heard him say to me, you can't look at the gauge and still saying the car will take you home. So you have, you have to choose. Take your eyes off the gauge. Take your eyes off the shakings of the car and just focus on me. And while I was focusing on him, the car kept moving. The car kept moving, sir. Took me home, used it that day, drove it back to work. It was when I said, ah, let me go and get gas. The gas won't stop. Because as far as I'm concerned, I, I never looked. Till I got home, till the next day I drove it, but I did not look at the gauge. That gauge might look like the problem you have today. So you keep looking at that problem. That's why there's no rest. That's why there's no peace. So you can't look at that problem and say you're looking unto God. No. You can't. How do I know you're looking at the problem? You have analyzed. You keep analyzing how the solution will come. Okay, maybe if I do this, it will happen this way. Maybe if I do this, it will happen this way. And by the time you try it, nothing happened. You're more troubled. Somebody comes and introduces something again. Okay, let me do it this way. You do it, nothing happened. You're more troubled. So you discover by the day, your troubles are increasing. It means that you are going far away from God. With that, you can be a born again, but concerning that situation, you choose not to focus on God. And you can't get help. You can't get help. You, you are praying. It's not like you're not praying. You are praying. But the system that produces answer in this kingdom is not just to pray, but it is to pray and look up to him. So you can't be praying and be looking at the thing. You pray and put your eyes up. Focusing on the one who can change things. And can I tell you what I do most times? I, I just pray and say, God, if you do it, good. If you, don't, if you don't do it, forget it. I choose not to allow challenges move me. I move challenges. It, 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 it's a mindset thing. It doesn't matter what comes my way. I look for a word from him. And once I get a word, I seal it up with that word. And I wait. If God won't do it, let it be there. One of the lessons I learned was when God told me that there is no... How did he 
even say it. There is no deadline in heaven. That that word is from the pit of hell. So anytime you come to God and you're saying, God, God, I have just tomorrow to meet up. You have missed it already. There's no deadline. It's times and seasons are in his hands. So who told you God cannot extend that thing and choose to answer it anytime? But by the time you keep looking at time, what you are accumulating is pressure. And as much as the pressure is coming, it will produce fear, anxiety. And once anxiety comes, forget it, your eyes are already off God. It's already off God. So challenges should not take away our peace. The moment your peace is taken, know that you've, you've missed God. You are not looking at God anymore. That's how you know when your eyes is off God. I pray for everyone today. That even in the midst of that storm, like Jesus, sleeping. And I've analyzed it before why Jesus Christ was sleeping. And why the apostles were worried. Forgetting that this same Jesus has told them how he would die. And when Jesus told them how he would die, Jesus did not tell them that he would die inside the ship. He said he would die in the cross, on the cross. And yet there was storm. These same people were scared. Don't you bother that we perish? How can you perish when the same God standing with you said he would, he would die on the cross? And they storm. And you're shouting, don't you bother that we perish? There was no place in the scripture that it was written that Jesus will perish inside the ship. So that was why he was sleeping, sir. The challenges of that storm could not move Jesus because it is written. So anytime there's a challenge, sir, go back to what has been written. If you find what has been written, then stand on it. Forget, sir. Stand on it and let that become the God you're seeing. Because the word is the same thing. Focus on the word. Take away your eyes and you will see what will happen. I'm praying today that the scripture will become real to every one of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Only those who genuinely look up to Jesus will rise and shine. Only those who genuinely look up to Jesus in this kingdom will rise and shine. So you want to rise, you want to shine, look up to him. Look up to him with everything. I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. Your rising and your shining is guaranteed. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory and the brilliance of, Lord, of the Lord has risen upon you. The word radiant means reflecting God's glory, manifesting his brilliance. Reflecting God's glory. So when you genuinely look up to him, what you get from that is that you come out with a greater glory. That's why the scripture says from glory to glory. 
May your focus go back to Jesus today. In the name of Jesus. Brilliance means intense brightness of light. That means you will come out with full control over that situation. You see, this is the life God wants for us. He doesn't want us to just... God does not want to solve our problems alone. He wants to make us a God over that problem. Anytime a man faces challenges in the sight of God, he doesn't just want to solve that problem. He doesn't cost God anything. So just say, now problem, go. He wants you to grow in that system. So through you, others who go through that problem, you become a channel at which you will, you will use to solve other people's problems. So anytime there's a challenge around you, remember that the main goal is that you become a God over that challenge. Don't just seek for answer and say, okay, today God answer me and tomorrow that same problem come and you're running to God. So he wants you to grow in that challenge. So by the time that challenge comes next time, you say, no, not here. So next time you won't start crying and say, God, this thing has come again. So it depends on how fast we want to grow. That's why sometimes there can be little delay. Anything you go through, check it. Most times, there's a calling in that thing. Any challenge you experience in life, most times, your calling is inside that thing. Not until you master the act of being God over that thing. Moses was scared of Pharaoh. So scared of Pharaoh that he ran away from, from Egypt. God said, that same place, you will go back. And when he was going back, God told him, he said, I have made you of a God over Pharaoh. So not until Moses saw himself as a God over Pharaoh, he did not go back there. I believe when Moses left Egypt, he kept praying, God. So I just left the palace like that. And God said, you, you know what? You grow. You grow. So the Israelites were waiting for Moses to mature. And when he was mature, God said, go back. I am declaring to every one of you today, whatever challenge you have experienced, may you become God over that challenge. Yeah. If it is financial challenge, may you become God over that finances now. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. If it's marital challenge, you've experienced delay in marriage. I'm declaring, through you, God will raise men into marriage. In the name of Jesus. I've seen cases like that. God uses your experience. The things you learn from your wilderness, from your challenge, He uses it through you to solve thousands of people's problems that comes from that challenge. The Lord is raising someone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Benefits for looking up to him. What are the benefits? When we look up to Jesus, what are the benefits? Number one, looking up to Jesus produce or increase our faith. When we look up to Jesus, it increases our faith. So most times, why God permits challenges to come around us? so that we can grow and increase in faith. Most times. So our faith can increase. 
So, when our perspective towards challenges is changed, we start learning faith through it. Many of us will not go in faith if there is no challenge. Have you seen a champion without a contest? That's, that contest, that battle is a challenge. But you can't be crowned if there is no battle. It, it, will be, it, will not be, it will not be valuable. It will be useless. Somebody just come and put a crown on your head. You can't even defend it. But the value, the worth of your crown is the challenges, the battles you have won. So when you look up to Jesus, you are guaranteed to win every battle. I declare somebody is winning their battles today in the name of Jesus. Each time we look unto Jesus, we see the finished work. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Each time we look unto him, we see the finished work. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 to 3. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. Looking away from all, it is a song, all that will distract you. And looking unto who? Jesus. Whatever challenges you have is a system of distraction. See it that way. Anything that takes your heart from God, anything that takes your mind, your worship from God, is a big time distraction. So he said, all, looking away from all, all that will distract you and focusing your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of faith, the first insensitive, incentive of our belief and the one who brings our faith into maturity. So in that crisis, when you look unto Jesus, your faith comes into maturity. Because that's when you will now see. See, not until we learn how to depend on Jesus, we won't go in faith. So when crisis come, when challenges come, it's an opportunity to run again and look, Jesus, I look up to you. And by the time we overcome that challenge, in the realm of the spirit, we have increased. You see, Go and check it. Every man in the Bible that is called the father of faith, there were great crises. As a matter of fact, the greater the crisis, the higher you become in this kingdom. Abraham, Joseph, Elijah, Paul, they all saw challenges. But they taught us in all things how to look up unto Jesus, unto God. In all things. In all things. They never took their attention away from God. We saw Jesus through the cross never for once took his focus away from God. Today he's crowned, sitting on high places because his focus was never moved away from God. 
So you can't sit on high places, sir. If challenges don't come. Not until you learn to put the challenge one side and sit comfortably and looking up. You will never become a son. You just keep anytime you keep crying, you are you are acting like a baby. But listen, this same God says that He will not allow anything that is bigger than us to come our way. That means whatever comes your way, God already knows that you are greater than that thing. It is anxiety and fear of the unknown that makes you feel that this challenge will kill you. Listen, nothing on this planet Earth has been created to kill a child of God. Why? He has raised us above all things. Above principalities, above powers, above rulers of darkness. But you can't function in this ministry of above all if you don't look up to him. It's like cutting away from your source. Today I'm praying that you will learn how in the midst of challenges, because it's easy to look up to God when everything is working. Let's, let's be sincere. When you know that you, you are struggling to look up to God, is when there are challenges around you. Things are working for everybody, yet it's not working for you. In the midst of crisis, that's when you will know if you truly trust God or not. If everything works fine for you, at what point in your life will you even test your faith if you truly trust God? Because I've seen so many people, I trust God. Oh, I believe God so much. Just one little thing. God, if you don't do this to me, I'm leaving you. It's like when you leave God, heaven will just collapse. So sometimes God allows these things to make us see if we truly believe in him. He knows that these things will not do us anything. But it's just for us to truly examine ourselves concerning the things we have been telling him. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Okay, through it all. Let me bring one little up. God, I'm not ready for this. God, I'm not ready for this. And the next thing, you are negotiating on how to compromise. Yesterday you were singing, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. And you will tap your sister, sister, through it all, come on. I've learned to trust in God. And you tap your brother, come on, shake off, God is with us. And one little thing just showed up the next day. And you're like, how far? 
Is there a way in that your place there? Ah, you see, in this life, we just need to use wisdom. We've been waiting on God. You know, have you forgotten they said, Bible said that heaven help those who help themselves. So let's help ourselves. That's when all sorts of lies will start coming to your head. I'm praying for you today. That no matter what comes your way, your focus will not go out of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, the benefit of looking unto Jesus, it brings us to a deeper glory. It brings us to what? A deeper glory. So you, you are asking for deeper glory. Said from glory to glory. You want an increase of glory. Look unto him. For God cannot be moved without faith. For without faith, no one can please God. So, the benefit is that our glory increase. Each time we look unto him, our glory increase. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while by taking on the limitations of humanity, crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering of death, so that by the grace of God extended to sinners, he might experience death for the sins of everyone. For it was fitting for God that is an act worthy of his divine nature that he who he for whose sake all things and through whom all things in bringing many sons to glory for whose sake all things and through whom all things through whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory, should make the author and the founder of their salvation perfect. Through what? Through suffering. Bringing to maturity the human experience necessary for him to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest. Looking unto Jesus brings you to that perfect realm of glory. Number three, it brings us into the realm of joy. It brings us what? Into the realm of joy. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 5. Then you will see and be radiant and your heart will tremble with joy and rejoice. Because the abundant wealth of the sea will be brought to you. The wealth of the nation will come to you. He says, then you will see, then you will look, then you will gaze at him and be what? Be radiant. So before the wealth of nations will come, before abundant things will come, you have to look. When you look, then your heart will tremble with joy. Isaiah 12, verse 3. He says, With great joy, you people 
we get water from the well of victory with great joy. So without joy, you can't get anything from God. You can't get anything from God. So when we look at him, our joy increases. And once our joy increases, then we can fish. We can get water out of the well of salvation, out of the well of victory. But joy is what is needed to get victory from him. That joy only comes when we look up to him. So you look up to him, you get joy, and the joy produces answer. So many don't have joy. That's why nothing is coming. Many don't have joy. Christians, born again Christians, no joy. Even their worship. Father, thank you. <laughs> you, you and I know this thank you I'm even telling you. You, you forgot it. You know you've not answered me yesterday. Well, thank you. No joy. No joy. No joy. How, how can you fetch from, from the realms of God? No joy. We were just, I think we were, we were just in, uh, yesterday, and um, me and my friend, and we were talking about how some, 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 some songs, a particular tribe, how they sing their song, and it puts people in the mood of one small challenge, and they come to God like the whole world is falling. God. Mm, mm, oh, God. Just one small challenge. But when you come to God, so much challenge and so much crisis, yet you are dancing and rejoicing. God is saying, what? Open this door. Let access. Give him access. God, I know there are challenges, but let those things stay. Man, you are my God. You, you, you always be my God. You don't even need to answer me to be my God. You are my God all the time. I praise you, Lord. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. Ah, I'm alive today. Thank you. When you become grateful, when joy, when joy is found in you, sir, you get answers quickly. You don't have joy. It's not because God has not answered your prayer. You are not looking unto him. That's why you don't have joy. You're looking at, it is what you look like that you become. It's what you look like. Your problem is, is, is sad. Your problem has a very scary face. So by the time you keep looking at your problem, you keep looking at your problem. Suddenly you start, you start looking like the same scary problem. You can't look at God and be sad. Why? The scripture says, in his presence... Fullness of joy in his presence. So how can you be in the presence of God and remember your problem? Ah, ah, in that way, where there is no challenge, how can you be there, sir? And you still remember your problem, you remember your challenge. It is just that you've not entered that way. You've not entered. So I, I'm challenging you today. Man, look beyond whatever it is. Go back to the realm of joy. Rejoice! 
As long as you are breathing, rejoice. Man, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Rejoice and see how things will turn around. Don't worship God. Don't praise God with condition. Don't praise God and in your heart you are thinking of how you will solve those things. No! You can't bring your problem before God when you want to worship Him. Come with joy. He knows all things. He knows that you have challenges. He knows. So stop making God say, God, God but you want God to see your face and know you have problems. Any little opportunity you have to communicate with God, it is your problem and challenges you are presented first. No wonder you are still where you are. Because to you, you think if you don't tell God, if you don't make God see it through your continents or whatever it is, God, God will not know. God has forgotten. God's memory has lost. Maybe the, the meeting he did yesterday, your name was erased from his memory. Meanwhile, he said you are the apple of his eyes. That you have been engraved in his palm. He said, can a mother forget a nursing child? Even if a mother will forget a nursing child, he said, I will not forget you. But he said, you must come to his court with what? Praise. I'm praying today. May you all receive the spirit of joy yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May the spirit of joy come upon every one of you today yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. No more sadness. Sir. Sadness is not a condition of situation. It is a spirit. It is a state. It's, it's, it's a state of a person. There is no sadness in heaven. So how can you say that God is living in you and there is sadness? I declare today that sadness is gone. Amen. <clears throat> Take our time. Take our time, sir. Take our time and rejoice and see what happened. Some years ago, Satan came boldly and told me, he said, you will never have a child. He said, he said there, 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 there's been a meeting and it's a conclusion in the realm of the spirit that the entire kingdom of darkness have concluded that I will never have a child. <laughs> I laughed. Who said, Satan, the last time I checked, he did not create me. <laughs> so let me go back to my father. And I went back to God. And I said, Father, did you hear what Satan said? He said, I did not hear anything. What did he say? Satan said, I will not have a child. Mm -hmm, really? He said, Father, what should I do? He said, go and dance. How can you, how can God say, go and dance? I said, but God, don't this require fasting and prayer? He said, no. I didn't say so. Satan said so. So, come and dance and entertain me. Amen. I folded the cloth like a baby. And I started dancing. Dancing. Man, you just got to rejoice, sir. You, you have to rejoice. Forget. Stop looking at your challenges, please. Stop. You're not the only one on this earth. Stop looking at your challenges. Everywhere you go, you want people to see that you have problems. And yet, they've not solved your problem. 
When you meet person, the first thing you want them to know is that you have problem, you have challenge. You want to draw sympathy. Yet, they will tell you, sorry, you. By the time they open their own mouth and tell you their own, you discover that you, you are just learning. That your own, your own has just four tires. Their own has almost 12, 12 or 18 tires. So you don't, you, you don't have to show it. And while I was dancing, sir, while I was rejoicing, in my living room, I was, I was dancing, sir, I was sweating. I didn't even remember what Satan said again. And the Lord started speaking to me. Man, expressly, you can't fetch from this without joy. He says, with joy, you will fetch from the well of salvation. It means that while you are rejoicing, revelation will start coming out, sir. While I was dancing, God started showing me details about my child. Full details. The complexion of the child. The sex of the child. The name of the child. The month the child will be conceived. The month the child will be delivered. Man, the character of the child. The calling of the child. Everything I received that day, sir. Just by dancing. Man. You can't beat God with his system. Just join him. There is joy in heaven, so don't go to heaven and want to be different. They will throw you out. You can't go to heaven and you want to, you want to be different and you are frowning your face. No! 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 Why dancing, sir? God started showing me things. My faith increased, sir. Man! Nothing could take it out of me, sir. Nothing! Because the realm it was coming, the realm that the revelation was coming, was coming from the place of joy. Satan cannot speak to you in the realm of joy. He does not stay there. So he does not have the capacity to break in and speak to you. So lies cannot be found in the realm of joy, sir. Because that place is where God himself dwells. So only God can be found in the realm of joy. You want to hear clearly, you want to hear directly from the mouth of God, break into joy. Break into joy, you will hear God clearly, sir. And I say that very day. This child will be conceived this month. And I said, this child will be delivered much. This child shall be a female. This child shall be fair in completion. This, expressly I was hearing it. I didn't fast, sir. I didn't pray. Man, man, man. That same month, as the Lord has spoken, the baby came in. Now, hear this. Every scan that was done, every scan, proved that the baby will not come the month that God has said it. God has said it. So, <laughs> science wants to contradict God's word. I maintain my joy. And I said it. If God has said it, so shall it be. Sir, the baby came out the same month God said. Every word God said, sir. It came out from the place of joy. You only did not hear Satan. I had a visitation, sir. 
After they've said it, they send their delegates. So it was a serious matter. But joy made it useless. Joy made a ridicule of it. May joy enter you today. Ah, may you enter into that realm of joy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. How do I look up to him? Now, you've heard the benefit. Now, how do you now look up to him? Take your eyes away from the help of man. Take your eyes what? Away from the help of man. Take your eyes away from the help of man. Psalm 146, verse 3. Psalm 146, verse 3. It says, Do not trust in princes, in mortal man, in whom there is no salvation, no help. Do not put your trust in mortal men, that there is no help from them. I'm telling you, sir, no man can help you. God told me yesterday, clearly, he says, put no trust on any man. No man can help this church. No man. He says, there's no, 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 no partner. No, no, nobody is called a sponsor. This is my church. I, I, I will take care of my church myself. He said, the day you look unto man, that day you, you, you see me live, and you will fail well. You have been looking unto men. That's why it looks like you are still in one place. Take your eyes from men. Today, as you are hearing me, all the list of men you have written that this one will help me. Go and burn it, sir. Go and burn it. No man can help you except God. Trash it, sir. Even they themselves, they need help. They need help. You know, I was reading something to somebody yesterday and I saw a very funny post. It said, can you marry... A man that is that is broke or something like that. Do will you like a man that does not have money? And the, the, the guy replied, Does the man himself like himself? That, that you are not asking me to like. So it's it's like that trusting on somebody who is who is looking for who to trust. Because they are not telling you. You are just seeing them, you think they don't have problem. If by the time they list their own, you you go and sleep. So take your take what take your focus away from men. That is how to look up to God. Completely. I believe somebody will do that today. Psalm 60, verse 11. Give us help against the enemy. For the help of man is worthless. Ineffectual, without purpose. The help of man is, worth, is worthless. Consider the help of men from today. Worthless. Isaiah 2 verse 22. Stop regarding man whose breath of life is in his nursery for so a little time. For why should he be esteemed? A man that cannot tell how long he will live. That's what you're putting your trust in. Today I declare 
everywhere you have distributed your trust, you go back now and start picking them. You put them together and you send it back to God. So God can help you from today in the name of Jesus. Anytime you put your trust in man, you're taking your focus away from God. Anytime you put your trust in man, you're taking your focus away from God. Come. Come. Now, let's assume this is, is God. Now, let's assume that is the man you're looking at, you're trusting. And you're looking at that person. You're trusting that person to help you. Now, be praying and be saying, God, I'm trusting you, but keep looking at that person. Oh, yeah. God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you, God. Is God there? Yes. Now, do you know because she's facing there, that is where her heart is. But yet, what, she, what is she saying? God, I'm trusting you. So what she's saying does not rhyme with what is in her heart. So as long as she's looking at that person and saying, God, she's calling God, I'm trusting you. But you can't look at that man and your heart is looking at somewhere else. No. We don't have that ability as, as men. Where, where our eyes is, that's where our heart is. So not until... She, she keeps praying for three years, four years, five years. God has not answered and she's saying, what is wrong? Now, not until she turned. Now, she's not looking at who? God. Now, she doesn't need to pray. She doesn't need to say, God, please come and do this thing. All she just needs to do while looking at God is... Father, to you be all the glory. Why she's doing that? Because it's not about what she's doing. It's about where her focus is. Just by looking at God. Why she's dancing. Well, because her attention is faced towards God. Answers begins to come. Because what she's doing is a, is a mystery. It's a key. She's unlocking the realms where answers dwells. So she doesn't need to shout for answer to come. The river from here begins to flow to her. God bless you, Kingdom Sibla. That is the problem of man. If we can redirect our hearts, you will see God manifest in that area. Do you know I know people will shout. Hey, do you know it is a cause to put your trust in a man? Do you know it is a cause? Okay, I'll prove it. I know many will say, no, 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 no. Let's look at scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thou says the Lord, cause, cause is the man who trusts in and rely on mankind. What is it? Cost. Am I the one saying it on the scripture? 
He said, cause is the man who rely on mankind. Making weak, faulty human flesh his strength. And whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. That's what we just demonstrated. Because automatically once a man becomes your trust, you have turned away from God. So, but what you have received is a cause. Because you can't be a blessing, sir. You can't be a blessing and not get answers. You can't be a blessing and be stagnated. You can't be a blessing and be in lack. So, what causes you to experience and stay in that realm for long is that something has turned, something has changed, something has redirected you. Your focus has changed. Now, once you focus, is a cause. Because the realms where God dwells is a realm of blessing. You can't be blessed and be expressing cause. Not that you are a cursed person. No. Every child of God is a blessed person. But the moment you turn away from the source of your blessing, that source you're looking onto is a curse. I don't know if you, if you understand it. Because the source of your blessing it is God, the realm where God dwells. So for you to remain relevant as a blessing, you have to remain in that realm. Go out of that realm. You can't, you, can't, you can't carry that way mouth and go and trust another man. I am praying for every one of you tonight, today. Whatever speaks of a curse in your life, I declare it is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, always make your boast in God. That's one way you will not trust man. Because you can't make boasts today and go back tomorrow and beg the man. Always make your boast in God. Always, sir. Always make your boast in God. Always. Psalm 34, verse 2. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. The humble and the downtrodden will hear it and rejoice. My soul, my soul makes it boast in the Lord. Makes it boast in the Lord. Psalm 44, verse 8. In God we have boasted all day long and we praise and give thanks to your name forever. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. So then, as it is written in Scripture, he who boasts and glories, let him boast and glory in the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. However, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Some boast in chariot and some in horses. But we who will boast in what? In the name of the Lord. Psalm 20 verse 7. Boast in God, sir. Romans chapter 15 verse 12. No, 17. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, we have found reason, good reason for boasting in things that pertains to God. In Christ Jesus, we have found reason to boast. So, boasting who, sir? 
Number three, bless the Lord at all time. Bless the Lord at what? At all time. You can't bless God and miss it. You can't bless God and miss it. Bless the Lord at all time. Psalm 31 verse 1. You can write that down. When you bless God, He blesses you in return and causes His face to shine on you. When you bless God, He becomes gracious to you. Now, there's, there's a law. There's a law I want you to, to look at. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and it will be given unto you. It's a law. That law is also applicable to God. Not just to man, to God. So when you bless God, he blesses you in return. When you bless God, he blesses you in return. So bless God at all times. Just, Father, I bless you. Bless him at all times. Number four, magnify and exalt him among the nations, among your friends, among your, the people, among your church, among your school. Everywhere you find yourself, magnify and exalt God. Make them know that God is so important in your life. Any small thing, return, return praise back to him. Let them know that, ah, I'm standing here because it's God. Exalt God. Be willing to lift God up at any time. When you do that, I'm telling you, God will lift you up. Number five, always acknowledge him as your only source. You, it's not like, this one is not, this one is between you and God. When you come to your closet, your, 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 your inner place, God, you are my only source. If you can't help me, nobody will help me. That was the secret of David. As long as you keep reminding God that he's your only source, he will remain and will always be your only source. But the moment God feels that you have option, he moves back. Why? God doesn't like competing. He's too big for that. How do you depend on him? How do you make him your only source? Quickly. To make God your only source. Psalm 121. Psalm 121, verse 1. Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills of Jerusalem. For where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heavens and earth. So, the way you can do it is to lift your eyes up to Him. Lift your eyes up to Him. Number six, wait on Him. Wait on God. No matter what, wait on Him. If it looks like nothing is happening, wait. No matter what, stay there and wait. Come into an agreement that you would rather die with Him than think of any other option. Not until you come to that place in your life where you are willing to wait the eternity for God to move. God will not move. So wait, no matter what. Number seven, lastly, humble yourself before God. While you are waiting, humble yourself. To humble yourself is to surrender 
and submit to his divine will, direction and leading. That's what humility is to God. It's not when you come and you say, God, good morning. It's not when you come and do all these things you do to men. To God, it is simple. What is humility? Your ability to surrender your will to him. Your ability to submit yourself for his divine leading. For his divine direction. That's all. That's what humility is to God. He says, son, stop. Go this way. And you are not too big to say, no, 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 God, I have started already. I have to keep going. You're willing to just turn. That is humility to God. So while you are waiting, you will get instructions. Those instructions might not make sense. But humble yourself before God. Whatever he says you should do, do it. Maybe told them, whatever he asks you to do, do it. That's the key, sir. Because in your waiting will come your testing. The reason why many are still waiting, sir, is because they've missed the seasons of their testing in their waiting. You'll be tried, sir. Some funny instructions will be given to you. If you can't do it, you'll remain there. Not until you learn how to submit. But if you submit to his will, in that waiting, you will see the hand of God in your life. I'm praying for you today that you will submit to God. There's nothing in this life other than to submit to Him. As many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So God keep many in waiting just to turn them to sons. The reason why he has not moved yet is not because he cannot move. But he wants to turn you to son. Because you have refused to turn to son. So the two of you are just, God is looking at you, you are looking at God. You will stay there not until you are willing to become a son. So the, the, the thing that makes you a son is that you are being directed by the Holy Spirit, sir. Not until then, you are not a son. So you stay in the waiting room. You know why? If they give you that thing, God might not even see your brake light again. You will be running and angel will be pursuing you. Come, come back. Mm, I'm going. But it's like the prodigal son. When you're done, you, you come back. God does not want to raise prodigal sons. That's why he gave us that illustration. Rise up to your faith. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We glorify your name. I want you to, to rededicate your will to him right now. Tell him that from today, he's the only source. Everywhere you have trusted men, disconnect yourself right now. Connect back to him. Tell him from this moment, I look up to you, Lord. From where does my help come from? My help comes from you alone. Tell him if you can't do it, mm, I would rather be single for the rest of my life if you don't give me my own husband, if you don't give me my own wife. I will not play pranks. I will not mess up myself. I will not compromise. Failing. If you don't bless me financially, if you don't give me power to make wealth, I would rather remain poor all the rest of my life than to compromise. 
For you can't afford to compromise and say, yes, you are still depending on God, trusting God. It doesn't work that way. Repent right now from every direction you have choose to take on your own. He's willing to forgive you tonight. Now, 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 now. Turn back to him. As long as you can hear my voice, turn back to him. It's not just salvation. You can be saved and yet not be a son. You can be saved and yet the Holy Spirit cannot direct you. As many who are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. God is raising sons, not children. Withdraw yourself from every compromise. Withdraw yourself. You can't be sleeping with that man and you're saying, God, I'm still trusting you. That's your own way. You can't be cheating, defrauding people and say, God, it's you that is blessing me with money. That is not God. It's you. You can't be cheating in your school and say it is God that is making you to pass. That is not God. That is man and it will lead you to failure. With all boldness, I say it today, it will lead you to failure. Anything that God does not have hand in will not last. It will wither away like the grass. It will fade away. Connect yourself back to him now. Connect back to him. The good thing about this God is that he is willing to receive you at any time. But don't just come and say, God, I am back. And you, you know within your heart that you are ready to go back again. No. I, I, can, I can tell you without confidence. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing he cannot fix. There is nothing that God cannot answer. No prayer. Nothing he can. He can answer all things. He can do all things. Just trust in him and look up to him. He can turn you into anything. For greatness. He says that the heart of kings are in his hands. The earth is of the Lord and the fullness of it thereof. The silver and the gold is mine. You can't be a part-time Christian and you're saying you're trusting God. No. You can't take away time from him and you're doing your thing. And you're saying, God, it's you I'm trusting. No, 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 no. Those who look up to him, their face shines. And they are not put to shame. Speak to him this moment. Return back as a son. Like the prodigal son. It is not just about repentance of salvation. So sometimes we drag our will with him. I was once there. And the Lord told me this. I said, but God, you've been telling me to do all things I've been doing. And he asked me a question. He said, do I have control over your finances? I said, God, no. He said, so... It's not it. And I repented that day. And I told God from today, anything you want, I give it to you. Where is that place in your life? What part of your life that God does not have control of? What area in your life that God does not have control of? Right now as I speak to you, turn back to him. Turn back to him in that area. Is it with your body that God does not have control? Please, return your body back to him. He created it. Is it in your finances? He does not have control. Return back to him. Whatever it is, it can be anything, sir. It can be anything, man. As long as God does not have control of him, you're not looking onto him. It's not him you're looking onto. You're on your own. And the danger of being on your own is that you're due for failure. You can't escape it, sir. If God is not in, that, that boat will crash. 
at this one I know, I know 100%. If God is not in that boat, our safety is guaranteed because why? We are in him. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place. That means there is a place. And in that place is total surrender. Submit to him your will right now. Father love, as many who have turned back to you, receive them and turn them around. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you this day. I pray for your week that you are blessed. In the name of Jesus. May that which has been challenging you, may the Lord solve it this week. In the name of Jesus. May that place that you have experienced delay, the area you have experienced delay, today I decree as a prophet, may answer come in the name of Jesus. May there be a turnaround in your life today. In the name of Jesus, I declare everywhere you have encountered and experienced shame, today I declare, this week, that shame will turn to joy. That shame will turn to beauty. In the name of Jesus, for you are created as a king. Therefore, I decree this week, may you manifest the kingship in the name of Jesus. You have been created as a priest. This week, may the priesthood manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus, may holiness, righteousness become the order of your day. From today, in the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus, because it is written, as many who are led by the Holy Spirit and the sons of God, therefore this week the Lord will lead you. He will lead you into pleasant places. In the name of Jesus, He will lead you into where your answers will come. He will lead you to where your breakthrough will come. He will lead you to places that you will be honored. In the name of Jesus. Every area of your life you have experienced failure. Today, I come with good news. That failure has been turned around. In the name of Jesus. May you receive success now in that area in the name of Jesus. I declare that door that I've refused to open for you. Today I command that door in the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. I declare that door open now in the name of Jesus. May you hear good news this week. In the name of Jesus. May you receive a mail of good news. In the name of Jesus. May somebody speak good of you this week. May someone recommend you for good this week. May goodness go after you this week. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will do great things in your life. I declare, anyone whose destiny is little, now receive the mantle of greatness. In the name of Jesus, I declare you will end well. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. I bless your family. I bless this week for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you will be a blessing to nations. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you all. Go forth this week and prosper. Go forth this week and prosper. I am commanding you in the name of Jesus. Go forth this week and prosper. In the name of Jesus. Whoever bless you is blessed. Those who make an attempt to curse you this week, the curse will turn back to them. In the name of Jesus, I declare, the road is clear. The road is clear. The road is clear. Everywhere you step in this week, blessings will follow you. Favor will go before you. You'll be favored. You'll be favored. In that working place, you'll be favored. May you be open for promotion this week. In the name of Jesus, may you be lifted up like a rocket this week. In the name of Jesus, I declare you are launched like a rocket this week. In the name of Jesus, go up and never come down again. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord bless you all.